I want to start looking at scripture and uh, I want to look at uh, uh, Exodus 32 first, Exodus 32 first, uh, because we're going to look at the children of God, how they compromise and how they came into a place of compromise and they allowed the enemy in. Let me set this up. First of all, we live in a society that it's full of compromise. And what is compromise? I'm gonna give you the definition down the road. But as we look at compromise in our society, especially in the church, in the church arena, in the church uh, uh, place, that in the church in the last 10 to 15 years, it seems to me, this is my opinion, that there has been a lot of compromise in those things that are absolutes. And that's where the problem is. Now, compromise by itself, it's, 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 it's not a problem. In other words, it's not a major issue. But when compromise connects to absolutes or your convictions, that's where the problem is. We need compromise in our marriage. And every marriage person said, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> in relationships, in friendships, if there's going to be a business relationship between one another, there has to be compromise so there be peace. And these compromise, those compromises I'm talking about, marriage, relationship, business deals, and things like that, well, that's, that, that's, how, that's how the world works, and that's how you make things function and be able to get along. But I want to focus on compromise on the absolutes, compromise on your, on your spiritual convictions has changed our society, has changed the church world, and has brought it to a place where there's no black and white. In other words, there's no focus, there's no uh, a conviction on certain subjects, but now it's whatever the, whatever the individual want to come up to, the, to their conclusion, and that's their belief system, and that's a problem, that's a problem. So we're going to look at scripture how uh, the children of God, a reflection of the church, uh, how they compromise. So it's in Exodus 32. I'm going to read one through nine, one through nine in Exodus. So let me go over there. It says in the scripture, it says, now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, that's when Moses was in the mountain with God and God was uh, 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 pouring into him uh, the commandments of God and he was there for a while, I think for 40 days, if I'm right. And uh, he was there receiving from God up in the mount. So here they gathered together. The people gathered together. They came out of Egypt. Moses went to the mount. And now they're waiting for Moses at the bottom of the mountain. And they gathered together before Aaron. And they said to him, come and make us God, a God who will go before us. And as for this, Moses, the man who brought us up from Egypt, from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron replied to them, take off the gold rings that there are, uh, there are in their ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron, period. Now let's stop right here. What happened here? So the people... They, they stopped listening to Moses. Moses says, stay here, stay here until I return, until I'm going to go up in, into the mount and worship. 
And when I come back, I want you to wait here and receive the instructions of the Lord. Basically, that's what Moses told them. But because of their restlessness, because of dissension, because of what they want, now they're saying, we want a different God. They want a different God, yet the God of, of Abraham, the God of, of, of the Israel people brought them out of bondage and slavery. And because they were restless and because uh, they were in a place not obeying the word of God or obeying, obey, obeying Moses, they were in a place saying, we want another God. That's where they're at. So there was constantly dissension there. So basically Aaron gave in to the, to the people to make another God. So they said, bring your gold, bring the earrings, and they're going to melt it down and they're going to make a God. So all the people took off the gold rings and they were in their ears and brought them to Aaron and they took the gold from their hands and fashioned it an engraving tool and made it into a molten calf. And they said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now they're saying this God this idol has brought them out of the land of Egypt. Now, deception here. Now, th this is where I want to get to. When there's compromise, when you give in, when you go cross-grain with God's word, what happens, the, the lie sets in. And the lie, the opening door for our lie is compromise. So because Aaron, representing the man of God, because he gave in to the voice of the people instead of standing on what God told him to do or what the man of God, Moses, told them to do. He gave in. He compromised to the people. They melt the gold, made an idol. Now they're saying, this is the one that brought us out of Egypt. Now listen to that lie. They received the lie even though they knew this wasn't a God because it wasn't created yet. And then it says, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. So they got up early the next day and offered the burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. Then the people sat down and eat and drink and got up to play shamefully with, without moral restraint. In other words, everything that you can imagine was going on there. They were having orgies. They were worshiping false idolatry. They were doing everything contrary to what God has called them to be. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down at once for your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves molten calf and have worshiped and sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people of uh, this people, and behold, they are stiff-necked, stubborn, rebellious people. This is a place where we see what happens when compromise as a leader, what happens, what takes place. When Aaron gave in to the people and listened to the voice of the people and compromised, he knew that there should not be any other gods before God's people, and he knew that this calf did not bring them out from deliverance, but because he opened the door to compromise, everything else came with it. So first, they say, we need a God. So they created a God, and it came from a man's hands instead of supernatural. And because they worship this, God says, I hear them worshiping a false idol. It, it grieved God. Matter of fact, you keep reading in this chapter, he was angry. He wanted to totally destroy them. 
because they have forgotten who brought them out of the bondage and slavery. Compromise will open the door to deception, to blindness, to the things that are spiritual. Now I'm about ready to go in right now. Because we see it in today's age. We see it in the house of God today. We have accepted the church itself. And when I say we, I mean the church. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has accepted a lot of lies. They open their door to compromise in the name of pleasing people instead of pleasing God. I'm going to say it again. They go in receiving things to please people instead of pleasing God. And because they open the door to compromise, what happens? Sin lies at the door. When sin lies at the door, blindness, blindness to spirituality. And the first thing that happens, they forget who brought them out. They forget that it was the God of the holy God of Israel has brought them out. It was Jesus that died for us and saved us. And he is the one that we're following, not the ways of men. Can I say, can I get an amen to that? Amen. So the first thing I want to talk about, when we compromise spiritually, when we compromise the absolute truth of God, when we compromise on those things, what happens, we sever the conscience of our spirituality. Let me say this. I want everybody to stay with me because this is so important here that you grab a hold of this. Your spirituality is based on what Christ has done. And through that, he has given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to lead and to guide and to counsel and to teach us. And he lives with inside of our vessels. And the way that he moves upon you and I is through the conviction that he puts inside of us. But when we open a door to compromise, when we open that door to compromise, what happens? It destroys our sensitivity, listen, to the Holy Spirit. It destroys, compromise is what destroys the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We compromise in what we do, what we think, and in the the ultimate and the absolutes of God. What do you mean by that? When you received Christ, when salvation came into your life, it was a wonderful thing. I remember the day when the Spirit of God came in and saved me. I remember I knew what was right and what was wrong because the Spirit of God was in me. I didn't have much Bible reading and education through the Bible. I didn't even know how to read the Bible. But I knew deep down inside me because of the Holy Spirit what was right and what was wrong. As I read the, the word of God, it confirmed what was already in me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word confirmed what's already was working within me. And I knew what was the will of the Father because the Spirit of God rise up within me and brought me to a place of decision making. And what happens with compromise, it sears the conscience so the Spirit of God cannot direct, lead, and convict us any longer. And this has taken place over the house of God. 
We have compromised because we're listening to the world what is right and what is wrong. There are things that our people are getting involved in and they know down in their spirit it's not right for them. But in the name of compromise, in the name of getting along, in the name of this generation, this culture of being connected to the world, because they have opened the door to compromise, we see the effects of it. We don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. Many Christians don't know what's right and what's wrong. The church looks like the reflection of the world. Instead, we give a reflection how the world, uh, what, what is right and what is wrong. Why? Because the church, the people of God, not all of us, but I'm, there's a group, there's a remnant of people that have compromised their conviction. They have com compromised the absolute of God, and because of that, it has called the church not to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because we have allowed the enemy to come in, we see the lack of God's power in the house of God. Hey, we see the lack of power. Where, 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 where are the miracles of God? Where is the power of God? Where are the transformation? You know, there's some churches that haven't seen anybody get saved in over a year or two. It's been a long while you see e even the conviction of God has come upon your church. It's all about the music. It's all about the plays. It's all about the, the programs. What about the people repenting of their sin and getting their heart right? Where is the power of God? It has gotten so far that some has, has want to erase the blood of Jesus out of their, out of their messages. You know, there's some churches that don't even want to talk about the blood of Jesus anymore because that might offend somebody. What are you talking about offend somebody? Talking about the blood. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, without the blood, without the shedding of blood, sin cannot be forgiven. And you want to remove the blood of Jesus? You want to remove talking and preaching about the blood of Jesus? How far have we come to a place calling ourselves a house of God and we cannot talk about the blood of Jesus? Oh, come on, somebody. Something is wrong with that. Thank you for listening to Impact Your Today. Don't forget to look us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash impact your today. Also, look us up at www.impactyourtoday.com to see how you can partner with us. As we like to say, we impact you today so you can impact someone else's tomorrow. God bless you.